Dude. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the uh, the spread with the Dave Juskow. That's what uh, the show is called. It's the podcast America has been waiting for for many years, and uh, I can only say, you're welcome, America. Uh, this is a show that thank you. Uh, before my name is Dave Juskow. I am a legendary sports uh, entrepreneur. Uh, uh, when I say that, I just mean I have a gambling problem. And um, <laughs> we are here at the beautiful Stand Up Labs uh, studios on our first uh, podcast ever. My name is, like I said, Dave Jesko. I'm here with a friend of mine. Uh, years ago, about last year, I was working on a show called The Artie Lang Show on DirecTV. And I was able to make, meet this uh, delightful young man who is uh, going to be working with me on this venture for at least uh, at least until... New Year, the New Year until, and I'm not talking about the Jewish New Year. I mean, actually, January 1st, and we'll see what happens after that. But uh, please welcome uh, my co-host all this week, Mr. Jack Pesson. Oh, everyone. thank you for the warm welcome, Mr. Juskow. You're welcome. He's got a wonderful speaking voice, and uh, he's a good man, and uh, we, we kind of hit it off as the only two Jews uh, at the Artie Lang Show. Which is an interesting story in and of itself at another time, being the only two Jews in on a, a, tele- on a television show. A, a large-scale television show. It is odd. But Jews gravitate one. towards one another. It happens. That's what I've heard. Uh, nobody gravitates towards me, so I'm not really sure. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so this is our first show. They, uh, they put us in the, the honeymoon suite. Uh, normally, we film at this wonderful place at the uh, stand-up labs, which is really an awesome place where we, we can have guests and we can have uh, audience members. And it's going to be... I mean, I'm telling you, every week is going to be super fun. Very exciting, but this week they put us in an office, which I basically we could be doing this out of our apartment. But hey, Dave, uh, you kept your composure, and that's the important thing. Not for the first five minutes. <laughs> I, I had a screaming fan. I know nobody's ever heard of me before, but let me tell you, <laughs> I'm an old man. I like things done the way it's supposed to be, and that's the way I like them. I don't like to fool around. I don't like any nonsense. When I come in, I expect things to be in order and prompt and ready for action. And when I see otherwise... I make trouble. And some of you might know me from the Sam Morell podcasts here, and uh, that's where I usually scream at Rachel Feinstein for an hour and a half uh, until she says she can't take it anymore, and then usually edits out a lot of the stuff. I want you to all know she's edited stuff. She edits stuff. Rachel Feinstein is the worst comic in America. To be fair, Dave, you can be a little cut. Shut up, Jack. I'm serious. Just keep your mouth shut. Now, where was I? What a delightful boy. So anyway... Uh, let's just uh, let me just tell you about what this uh, show is going to uh, be about, and, and and the plan for at least, uh, like I said, until the new year. Every week, uh, I guess we'll be releasing on Thursday mornings our show. Now this is during football season, but it's not just a football show. Yes, it is about gambling. It's about picking spreads. That's why we call it the spread. It's uh, about choosing other stuff. But let me let me. I'm getting ahead of myself. The first half hour of each show. Now, many podcasts, you hear a lot of podcasts, and they're all a lot of nonsense. This is clearly the best podcast ever. 100%. Right. And what we do, we set it into two sections, because the beauty about podcasts, if you don't like a certain point, I'm telling you right now, you can go 30 minutes in, exactly 30 minutes in, and we will begin the second part. The first part is going to be about sports and football mostly and gambling. So we'll talk about college sports, which uh, a lot of people don't like, but we will talk about the NFL, and we will talk about uh, just other gambling forays for the first half hour. You know what I'm saying that to myself? I'm already bored. Fair enough. I don't know what happened. um, (laughs) But the second half hour, well, I know a lot of girls aren't into that kind of stuff, and you want, uh, you know, multicultural, uh, I I don't know why I said that word. Multicultural, that's an interesting choice of words. a lot of malapropisms, is that the the correct term? I I, think the word is superfluous. Jack's wife is a school teacher, and uh, if she's listening, I'm going to be in trouble. (laughs) Um, The second half is about television, but not so much about shows as it is about television. For instance, uh, for the next seven weeks, we are going to just take each day of the new fall season. I cannot tell you how excited I am about it because this is my favorite thing growing up as a kid to look at the TV guide, the new fall TV guide when there used to be a reason to have a TV guide and see every show and they would go day by day and have every show 
the new episodes with pictures and a, and a description. And then I could be like, oh my God, this looks good or this is going to get canceled in a week. And so that's what this show is. We're going to take each day, at least for the first seven weeks, obviously, and go over it. And we're going to put our bets onto what gets canceled or what might stay or whatever uh, online on a, a thing called what I just made up yesterday, Dave justgow.blogspot.com I believe that's the yeah Dave I wrote it down we'll be <laughs> I, having I official links smart. coming soon and everything right but for this time for this uh, davejustgow.blogspot.com you'll be able to see all of our picks from this week including the television and some futuristic picks and other things that will happen during the week but for right now we are we are going to talk about this half hour is dedicated to football and the brand new season of the NFL, and the college has begun. So we're going to start, and I'm going to tell you uh, about last week's games. Now, I am a huge Rutgers fan. I uh, went there. I didn't completely go there. I went to Ithaca College. Rutgers is the city's team, let's keep in mind. This city? Yeah. That's right. That's right. So it's this city's team. I also I, I, you know, I, I went there for a while. I also grew up there. I'm from New Brunswick, New Jersey. And um, so I root for Rutgers. I like Rutgers. And now, this season, they have just started to be in the Big Ten, which is very exciting, which means they play all those anti-Semitic schools, uh, you know, Penn State, uh, Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> all the race-baiting schools. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I keep thinking, I'm very excited to see how they do. Now, last Thursday, I had a very interesting day. I took the city bike. Now, that is a... Uh, that's the, the new bike-sharing system they have in the city. I rode it all over town on Thursday. It was a beautiful day. First, I had dinner, and I'm going to brag. I'm going to put it out there because you she's going to be You should brag. This was impressive. Yes, I had dinner with Sarah Silverman and her boyfriend, Michael Sheen, who is a, a really good actor. I'm actually very happy with this boyfriend. Um, <laughs> I didn't care for the others. And uh, this isn't going out live, right? We can edit. No, but uh, <laughs> I had dinner with them, so I rode down to... I live... In the, on the Upper East Side, and I rode down to 20, 20th and 8th, and then we rode bikes down to Battery Park City. Then I rode back to 4th Avenue and 13th Street. There's a lot of stuff. If you don't live in Manhattan, I mean, this is some good distance. This is a good distance. Yeah. He's and covering I, all of Lower Manhattan. Right, folks. and then I went to a bar to watch the Rutgers game at what is called a Rutgers bar. This kid, uh, Ben Rosenfeld, I think he works here too, he um, is a Rutgers alum, and he goes, hey, there's a Rutgers alumni bar and it's called the Royale or something, I think. And so I swear, I thought that's a great idea. I'm gonna, I'm going to watch at a Rutgers alumni bar. So I'm thinking to myself, it's gonna be all fifty-year-old men, men in suits. <laughs> men that's in what suits. Dave was thinking. Completely. I thought it was like a Cornell bar, or whatever, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know what I was thinking. Did you forget that it's in Piscataway or uh, what I, happened? I don't know what I forgot. I think I forgot that the word alumni includes. 22 year olds I, I don't know why it's just I'm an alumni so I just assumed everybody's my age who's an alumni an alumni could be a 22 to 23 year old that's who was at that bar which normally I don't care I got no problems with that I don't care I, I hang out with 22 year olds all the time because I've that, seen that's, you that's who goes out that's you that's, know I have this theory that girls give up at 33 guys give up at 45 I'm. I'm all. I've. Now, do we up. say? Are we saying giving up at life or giving up in? Uh, giving up, going out and being social. If you're not married yet. Up. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair so enough. I do hang out with a lot of young goyles, uh, <laughs> because uh, that's who's out and about. You know. I mean, I really do believe that 33, they just kind of give up. You do I mean, have is, the. Does that sound sexist? Maybe, but ask yourself. Do you know a single girl that's like getting really annoyed at about 34? You know. I mean, online dating helps, I guess, a lot, but. Nobody's going out. Anyway, I went to this bar. Everybody, I got there at halftime, and everybody was hammered. And I just wasn't prepared. I don't know why. I mean, my favorite thing is to tailgate. But my you, favorite were you, thing is to be a drunken slob. Were you ready to walk into a place where everybody was already lit? No. That's the problem. That was the problem. And I wasn't you know, drinking at all. Uh, they were all wearing Rutgers shirts. I love that they were representing. That never happens. And you know, a lot of the bars in the city are very smart. And they have become a particular college bar. Like there's Michigan bars and there's Iowa bars. It's very smart business thinking. And then even though they left the Big East, Syracuse still prevalent in the city. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, but they have bars for people that 
you know, are from out of town. It's very smart. I don't know why people hadn't thought of it for oh, years. Great. So I was thinking to myself, why isn't there a Jets bar? That's my favorite team. But somebody told me, and maybe it was you. It may have been. That the Jets, every bar is a Jets and Giants <laughs> bar. So you don't have to be. But I'm sorry. I have not seen that. <laughs> I don't see where there's a lot of Jets fans at a bar. Well, you know how it works, though. It's if you go, you have to find the kind of guy who went to Shea Stadium and sat in the cold, in the rain, watching Jets cults. Yeah, I know, and I don't know where those people are. So <laughs> I'm saying, I, there's not a bar that I can go to to particularly watch Jets games. Now, I stopped, I'm telling you a bit about myself being this the first episode. I stopped, I used to have Jets season tickets, and I stopped going once they built the new stadium, and we had a lot of time, and I basically just enjoy the tailgating. I mean, I love the Jets, but I don't care to watch a football game live. I like watching it on TV. Were there times that you just tailgated and didn't even go into no, the No, never, but people suggest that all the time. Now I go to Giants games because it's a better class of people, you know, now that I'm older. So you remain a Jet fan, but you kind of have distanced yourself from the fan base, is what you're saying. Well... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to say no. It's it, but that's exactly what it is. Yes, yes, I have. Okay, I have. And quite frankly, uh, you know, I'm a more mature individual, not uh, in mentally, but uh, clearly, being, just age wise. Um, and I don't want hot dogs and hamburgers anymore. I want steak. I want fillet. I want you know shrimps. I want I want other stuff. And that's all you get at Jets and Giants tailgates is hamburgers and hot dogs. Now. I tailgate with these guys, and we're doing it in three weeks. I'm going to have one of the guys in who puts together the whole tailgate. He's amazing. He, this guy, uh, this is my friend Lee Maracas, his brother Jay, puts together the, the bar. Like he has an inflatable bar. And remember, all of this, whatever he puts together is put up and taken down within three hours. I'm picturing a bouncy house bar. So it, it looks, it... That's what it looks like to me, but it's got <laughs> stools and uh, it's, you know, he, he fills the bar with top shelf liquor Fantastic. just for those two hours <laughs> to, for the experience. But I like that. And I don't see a lot of Jets fans doing that. So Are you saying the Jet fans don't have the means? They just don't care. The <laughs> yeah, they just want to party. I mean, that's all I want to do, too. I'm saying we get plenty of liquor and everything. It's just, I don't know. There's a little more pride put in. But meanwhile, I don't even go. I go into the games. I like going into the games. Everybody's like, if you don't have a ticket, just go home. And I'm like, no, I, I like going into the games. And then I like sitting. At, they have a thing called the Clubhouse at uh, MetLife Stadium. Right, right. And uh, I like it in there because there's like a wine bar in there. And I don't drink wine when I'm at the game. But I just like sitting in there looking at the parking lot because that's all I like is the parking lot. I what? worship the parking lot. Why the parking lot? I'm going to so tell much. you exactly why the parking lot. I live in Manhattan. You grew up in Manhattan. I did. There is nothing more exciting, ironically, to somebody <laughs> who lives in Manhattan than a parking lot. A big, <laughs> wide open space parking lot. People throwing football. With a skyline of Manhattan. It's a good point. It makes sense. We can see our home, but look at us. We're able to open up our arms and spin around and throw stuff. And I mean,. I, I tell this to people, I like hanging out in the parking lot in an airport. I, I don't care what it is. A nice big parking lot. I like going to malls. I love parking far. It drives my sister crazy. I like when she's pregnant. When I, when I like parking really far and then walking because it's exciting. I don't know. There's, look at this wide open space. Look at it. There's when you're cramped into Manhattan for 20 years and for your whole life. You know, I mean... There's got to be something about just being in a wide open space. And of course, anybody that lives in New Jersey or anywhere else, they, have, they don't see it. They don't see it the way I do. No. I mean, there's nothing better than tailgating with all your friends and just and that's the smell of the barbecue. Sometimes when I walk past those guys in the street, I'm like, ooh, it smells like fall. You know, it smells like <laughs> tailgating season. I mean, there's just nothing better than You're talking the about smell. the poor guy selling the pretzels and the hot dogs on the corner. But you know, you know football is coming. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it really is. Wonderful, and I'm totally looking forward to it. But uh, let's uh, move on to uh, what we're talking about. We, uh, I just also want to say that, uh, well, let me make my college picks right now since we're talking about we, we, we want to get into the college. Now, uh, the only, I'm not making any college picks. Here's what I'm going to do every week. I started doing this on the Artie Lang Show, and it's just funny. There's no way to pick college games. They're very complicated. There's too many of them. I can't decide. Uh, so what I'm going to do every week is I'm going to make a three, uh, well, it, I call it a, a teaser. Uh, I used to just call it a three-team tease. When you do a tease, you are basically taking three teams or, or more. In this case, we're taking five today. Uh, and you get 10 points either way. 
you get to move the line either up or down in your favor. So with three team tees, if you were to put $100 on it, you'll only win $100. But, I mean, how easy would it sound if, let's say, for instance, this week's um, Philadelphia Eagles game is they're minus 10 points to uh, – who are they playing this week? Uh, somebody bad. The Jaguars. Playing. Yes. Right? So they're favored by 10 points. If we do the tees – all of a sudden, the Jaguars are plus 20 points, or you just are picking the Eagles to win. So on paper, the tease, oh, thank you, um, the tease is, it seems like it should be the greatest bet of all time. It looks, How can you lose? It looks like a no-brainer. Exactly. But, I mean, time and time again. I have seen, and I have unfortunately, the, the reason I'm doing this show in this office and not in the big room is because I've lost so much money gambling over the years, <laughs> thanks to these teaser busters, as we call it. If the Jaguars win this week against Philadelphia, the Jaguars are a crappy team. Now, it just so happens I'm betting that spread. I like the 10 points in the first game. Who knows what's going to happen? I was at I think they got that guy Bortles. Yeah, but he's, he's not going to start. Oh, he's not starting? No, they're not starting. Damn it, i got to cross out my, where's my pen? Uh, that, that line, we'll get to it, but that line is still uh, enticing. Right, it's enticing. So, but anyway, let's just say I had the tease, so I have the Eagles to just win the game. It seems like a no-brainer. The Eagles went to the playoffs. they got a great quarterback now, and they're, they're in function to completely go to the playoffs again. There is no reason they shouldn't be you're, the very— You're talking about Mark Sanchez? I am not talking—you know what? Don't be a wise guy. You know I don't want to talk about that name on this show. Uh, no. But they do have Mark, and he's playing really well, from what I understand. Yes, the Jets uh, traded Mark Sanchez. But um, the Jaguar, if the Jaguars were to win, that would be called a teaser buster, because there's no way that could happen <laughs> on paper. Now, granted, you've got to win three other games or two other games to win your bet, which makes it you know really pathetic almost to choose it. But I can't help myself. So what I did this week, and I like to make funny ones, is I like to spell out names for this week because jack and i met on the artie lang show i decided to use the word artie so i'm spelling out the word artie so the first team i have if you'd follow me is the san diego aggies i think it's, it's a san diego san diego state isn't it aztecs no i think they're the aggies oh they're the aggies I, all right you know what i'm not sure they're either the aztecs or the aggies they definitely start with an a i'm pretty sure they were the aggies there's something at worst so that works anyway i have them now against North Carolina, playing at North Carolina, but I have them plus 25 points. Plus 25. Right. Then I'm taking, and this is the comedy one, and I only took it for comical reasons, <laughs> Louisiana Lafayette, plus four, only four and a half, plus four and a half, but their name is the Raging Cajuns. The Raging Cajuns. You knew that? I did know that. See, people would know that. And that is my R. <laughs> and they're playing Louisiana Tech. I don't know. Maybe that's some sort of rivalry game. It seems, it's got to be down there for the, the good old boys. Then I have the Memphis Tigers against UCLA. Oh. That's a tough one, but the Tigers is my T. And I have them plus 34 points. Plus This 30. is with the T's. Is... I'm getting 10 points. Normally the spread is plus 24, <laughs> which is still pretty good. Now I'm getting plus 34. And they're playing UCLA, which is apparently supposed to be very good. I think they're number 17 in the, in the nation. Yep. They played University of Virginia last week, won 28-20, have apparently a devastating defense. As of last week, they did very good. But Memphis just beat this horrible school, Austin P, 63 to nothing. So if I'm going to take a team plus 34 points, I have no problem with that. Moving on to I for Artie, the, the, fighting, the fighting Illini from Illinois. The Illini. The is that what it is? The yes, Illini. Is. Let's not get offensive with the uh, Native is American names. Yes. Oh, is that what I'm doing already? <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, I'm still calling them Redskins. Okay. Now I I'm calling black people I'm not going to use the N-word anymore. What are you going to use? I'm going to call them Redskins. <laughs> That's more insulting, apparently. So, uh, <laughs> When I see Sherrod, I'm going to be like, what's up, Redskin? He's going to be like, what? Because that's the way he talks. What? That's, yeah. that's, the only, that, is that, that's the breadth of your impression of Sherrod, I think. Isn't that horrible? Now that's racist. What? What? Um, anyway, I have them plus four against Western Kentucky. And the last one to, cut, to, to spell out, Artie is the Eastern Michigan Eagles. We could have gone either way. I could have used Eastern, Eastern Michigan or the word Eagles. Um, are you ready for this? At Florida. Now, Florida hasn't played yet. They had a rain out last week. I don't understand why a football a game. A rain out? Yeah, you heard me. Um, that's what happens nowadays. They cancel football games for rain. We've all become sissies. <laughs> um, 
You ready for the spread on this? Let's go. It's plus 47 and a half. <laughs> now, on paper, as we were saying, there should be no reason to believe that I should not win all of these games, let alone plus 47 and a half. 100%. But I just told you that the other team we had beat the team 63 to nothing. This so, is true. Who knows? But that's the, the tease for this week. You can look it up at uh, davejustgow.blogspot.com. And you'll see if I'm right. I mean, if there's anybody listening, I'm assuming we have no listeners right now. Nobody knows about us. So they might not. Except for my name. That's it. Which has been tarnished in the business over many years. But uh, I'm making a comeback. Well, that's what we're trying to do. Right. So that is the five-team tease this week I'm putting. Uh, the show has given me $1,000 to work with. And I'm starting with that. I'm putting $50 to win 90 on this tease. Okay. All right. That's our first. That sounds good. Wager. Now I'm moving to the NFL, and uh, here's the story. I've been running a football pool for almost 15 to 20 years. I use a site called OfficeFootballPool.com. I mentioned the site because I think we might be linked to it at some point. There's a wonderful guy there who uh, who's been I've been talking to for years. He's a great guy. OfficeFootballPool.com, and I use this pool. For years, I've got great people in it. We will have them on the show eventually. We are talking. Let me just give you a little, a little preview of who was in the Dave Ooh, Just Got Football Pool. Let's hear it, Dave. All right. Sarah Silverman. Ooh. I don't know if you've name. heard of her. She used to be a big name in the 90s. Jewish girl? Yeah, yeah. One of the Hebrews. <laughs> uh, David Tell. Another great I'm name comic. dropping, but you they are, are all dropping. in the pool. Scott Ackerman. Do you know he's got a show on IFC? Comedy Bang Bang. Comedy Bang Bang. I love him. He's a wonderful guy. He's awesome. Lenny Marcus. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He's a great comic, a great guy. Uh, he's, he's been in the pool for years. He's on a couple of other podcasts. Rachel Feinstein, who I mentioned earlier. I also have all of Rachel's ex-boyfriends in the pool. She was like, can you take them out? I'm like, no, I'm only doing it to torture you. So it's very possible that one of them may win one day. We may have to interview them. Together. Because uh, it's funny. Um, one of the guys' name is David Ortiz, which is actually even funnier. Does he look at all like Big Poppy? No. Okay. He's very handsome. <laughs> he was my favorite. Uh, I have Steve Levinson in the pool. He is the executive producer of Entourage. Oh, look at that. I mean, this is a very eclectic crowd. My friend Steve Charlotte is in the pool. He's doing a new HBO show with The Rock called Ballers about football. So, I mean, this is great oh, stuff. This it is ties a, into everything quite we're doing. Quite a tie. Yeah. Corey Abraham. She is the head of the Oxygen Network, the president, maybe the vice president, but she's really high up. And I mean, this is a very eclectic pool. Uh, Mike Pro Choice Royce, uh, that's what I've been calling for years, <laughs> he created uh, Men of a Certain Age. He was working on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. He recently also ties into our next segment, which is television, because he recently just had, he produced uh, or a show ran, uh, which is. Uh, a person that uh, is basically the person way in charge of everything. That's what they of call show Making all the final decisions. Yeah, uh, of Enlisted, which was a show on Fox, uh, which we'll talk about later, which uh, I didn't particularly care for, but whatever. Um, <laughs> my mother. Very important. I mean, this is a great group. This is a very... Aunt e Judy. Eclectic is I mean, the word here. I who Aunt Judy is, but you will. Aunt Judy's been you know, one of those great, <laughs> awesome aunts that you love as a kid. And oh, uh, she is uh, an amazing person. Wins every season. Always wins a week. Sometimes wins the whole thing. Only bets on the shape of guys' butts. That's how she bets. She likes the 49ers. She likes their butts. This is how she bets. And she wins. Which again goes to show you, no one knows anything. So I... Am better than everyone, <laughs> and you can take that to the bank. You know who else is in my pool? Who's that? Jack Pesson. Jack Pesson. Little that Jack. Guy? Little Jackie Pesson. Little Jackie Pesson. I'm uh, glad I made the cut, David. I also. Well, you're welcome. You're right. You're in the the cool group. <laughs> uh, I also have this friend Sharon Houston, and who is a, a really great comic and really pretty. And uh, you know, I have a couple old girlfriends in the pool, and uh, she is so funny on the trash talk board. I don't. Do you see what her? I see you have the site up. What I if you do. go right here? What does she does it say right on the trash talk board? What she just said. Dawn Shula. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she says I purchased. Oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's the one. I purchased one at the pleasure chest. Fag Scow gave me your snail mail, so I sent it via UPS. Yeah, I don't. I think she's talking to this guy in the pool named Gooch. Uh, so <laughs> she's. I mean, she's really. She loves trash talk. Everybody loves calling me gay in the pool. They're really bad. They used to have a pop up 
window in the pool where the, uh, the, the trash talk would come up when you signed in. And I had to tell the guy, I'm like, look, no disrespect, I think the pop-up thing is great. My mother signs into this pool and when it says just as a cum guzzling whore uh, I was like eh, this, you know that's on the left hand side you don't have to shove it in her face metaphorically speaking uh, you know so. what sho- wow that was quite a quite a transition right there Dave yeah I know well anyway uh, we have to we're moving on this is a quick fast paced yes. show so you don't get bored and uh, let me give you my this is my my picks for this whole week for the NFL are going to be up on this site DaveJustGot.blogspot.com. I'm going to give you my three favorite picks this week. I'm doing a three-team parlay. Now, what that is is you have to win all three teams. You can do a two-team parlay. If you put in 50, you win 130. I don't know how the – maybe your mind can figure out oh, don't what, go how to me the for math. percentages are. But if I put in $50, I win $300 for a three-team parlay. It's kind of like a round robin. Like you, Well, that's like there's an action reverse – which I can't figure out how it works. If you put in $50, you have to win both, and then you win $200 because you apparently have action on one and not action on the other, and it's, it's this whole crazy mess that I, one day in one of our future podcasts, I will explain. I hope so. But right now, these are, this is my three-team parlay for this week. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings against the St. Louis Rams. The Minnesota Vikings are plus four. I have no problem with that pick. I like it a lot. Nobody knows what the Rams are doing. They lost their quarterback. They lost the QB. I got a good feeling. I like the Vikings. I don't know why. They're due. They are. I like the Kansas City Chiefs minus three and a half against the Tennessee Titans at home. Why wouldn't I like that? Spread is small. Arrowhead Stadium, difficult place to play. Arrowhead Stadium is the best place to pick the first game of the season. I used to bet on Joe Montana when he was playing there all the time, just the first game. That's right. All the time. That is a great bet. And I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers. They're plus two and a half over Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think that Carolina Panthers are going to be that great this year, but I'm going to take them in the first season. That's my three-team parlay this week. Not to go into a fashion thing here, but did you see the Tampa Bay Bucks New Jerseys? I did not. They're seriously the most horrendous thing that you've ever seen. How they, could it be worse than their original ones, the, the creamsicle? They made the creamsicle <laughs> homosexual buccaneer look like... Uh, actually, that guy kind of looks like Al Pacino in Cruising. But uh, these numbers are reflective uh, space font. So just I have not seen it yet. Maybe you could pull it up. I could take a look. I'm going to do um, that for you. I just want to say that I actually... Uh, I was in a band called Cow, K-O-W. That's part of my last name. I, the lead guitarist and you know the guy I was working with wrote, he worked with this guy, Mink DeVille, who wrote the soundtrack to Cruisin'. <laughs> and so I said that to him- That was very goes, random. This I, is- I know. And I said to him, uh, he's, I listened to some of the music before we started our little rock band and I go well all the music sounds gay he goes you're just saying that because you know the movie's gay and I'm like <laughs> oh yeah like he was right like I, I didn't give it a chance wait these are the oh I don't hate I see what you're talking about the spacey Dave's looking at well, the they're Bucks not horrible. yeah I'm looking now. at the Bucks jersey I'm sorry thank you Jack thank god you're here be like, I have no idea what he's talking about you know it's a radio show right um Anyway, we, we, we need to move on. So, Okay, now here's the most important thing I can tell you in the last two minutes of this segment. I have a girl, a friend, a very pretty friend. Her name is Irene Bremis. She's also a very, very good comic. She ha- is, I guess she's spiritual. <laughs> spiritual, let's she say. She has like that. a pendulum. Like a swinging pendulum. Yes. All right. She's going to make predictions. She says she is 100% on making predictions with this pendulum. Now, has she has she done this in prior seasons? Yes. And have you ever witnessed? No. Okay. She says she's 100%. This week, her pick is the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals? To win. No spread. Okay. We're just... working on the spread. She doesn't know how she's going to factor that in yet. <laughs> We're saying the spread. I picked a game. I asked the Bengals against the Ravens, who do you like? The spread is very low. It's one point. It's like a pick'em game. It's a pick'em, yeah. So let's see. Let's see. Oh, I like that's a good one it's to good open stuff, on right? with that. Yeah, yes. I like that. The Bengals, she says, and you can see it at DaveJustGow.blogspot.com. It's up there for your review. And in a couple of weeks, we'll have her in. I mean, think about this. So I'm putting a hundred dollars on her pendulum bet. 
The pendulum says that is a hundred percent. You this. think we're going to have listeners? You think we have no listeners now? We will have listeners if that goes all season. We will be the most popular show ever. If Andy Dalton throws for three hundred yards, I think it's going to be a uh, quite a win for the. Uh, it's just, I mean, this is like one pendulum. of those things where people say, "Well, you're a if you're a psychic, why why don't you go to the track?" Well, here we are. Here we are. You're going to put it to the test, Josco. Putting it to the test. I like it. So that's what we have for this week's football segment. In the future, we'll be taking some calls from the winners of the pool. We uh, maybe we'll have some contests if we know we actually have listeners. <laughs> right now, there's no way to tell. This is true. And uh, oh, there's one other thing I like to do every uh, day. I also put on what I think the spreads are going to be for week two. Oh. I like to Sam Rothstein it up from Casino. Oh, this is good. And guess the spreads. I think I could work in Vegas by guessing the spreads. Now, remember, nobody's played yet. Right. So I'm still taking the chance. So I'm wait, are go. you changing the spreads before the games play? No, no, this the... is week two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're picking them now. I'm taking a chance on what they're going to be, right. and we'll see if I'm right. We'll I see like if I'm it. close. Let's see. I'm going to take Miami at Buffalo, Miami by eight. I'm just going to go through them quick because it doesn't matter. The Jets at Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to be either, I think they're going to be about seven and a half favorites or maybe nine. That one I didn't get corrected completely. <laughs> Indianapolis at Philly on Monday night. My prediction is that, that the spread will come out as Philly by three. I'm just putting that in real quick. All right. And uh, all right, now we're going to move on, I think. Yes, we're going to move we just, on to the next segment. Here we go. We yeah. Have, so oh. we, right now we have music playing. It's all happening. And <laughs> All right. We just got a little, uh, we, we were working in the B studio today and a giant freight truck just came Oh, by. I can't see anything. So. Me, so. I like freight trucks. I like, I like when I'm in a Broadway show. Listen, when I'm at a Broadway show, I like when the trucks go by and you're like, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm not in this place. I feel bad for the actors. Cause like, uh, I, let me just, I'll just tell you this one story um, and then we'll get to the TV segment. Um, but if you uh, are listening and you switch to the 30-minute podcast, the 30-minute portion of the show, you're here. Uh, so welcome to it. It's the Dave Juskow, uh, the spread with Dave Juskow. You podcast. almost looked like you wanted to say experience, but I like spread better. I want to say the, uh, we're called the Moses Lack Experience featuring Homer Simpson. Um, when Sarah Silverman met her boyfriend, I have seen him. I saw him on Broadway in Frost Nixon, in which he was really good. He well, he's, a very good he's a very good actor. Very good actor. So when I met him the first day, I was with uh, my friend Vincent, who I went to see the show with, and uh, we were at the Bowery Hotel, and he goes, um, Dave, don't you remember that show? And I'm like, no. He goes, remember you were doing that all the time when the lights would go down, you'd just scream out, I'm gay, I tell you, you know, something like that, and the audience would laugh, and uh, I would do it all the time. For a period of time, I was doing that all the time. So my dream was that I meet Sarah's new boyfriend, and then... Uh, I saw you in uh, Frost Nixon on Broadway years ago. And, uh, and then Vincent tells that story. Oh, yeah, that's when you shouted out, I'm gay. He goes, wait a minute. I remember that performance. <laughs> that ruined my entire performance that night. I got out there. The audience was laughing. I couldn't figure out why. I mean, that was my dream come true. That for some reason, like in a sitcom world, that's exactly what would have happened. That he would have, like, I would have, that's how we met. That I affected his entire performance. And, and like, you do, and, and, and just for the record, you do get called gay. And this is a story where you yelled out that you were gay. Or I like cock. I can't remember, but whatever. <laughs> One you're of saying, the two. I'm at a Broadway show. Who gives a shit? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Now, this next segment, ladies yes. and gentlemen, this is very exciting. Now, I, I got to say, I, I might be more excited about this segment. When I get excited, I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. You do. You got a big Jerry thing going on there, but this is worth it because this is exciting, it's exciting right here. Right? Checks with me on this. This is so exciting. It's. Um, I love television. Jack likes it too. Uh, I know a lot of you like it. Uh, when I was a, a young lad growing up in Liverpool, uh, when I, the TV guy, my mother would say, I would say, is there any mail? She goes, no, there's no mail for you. And the TV guy would come. I'm like, ah, uh, this is my mail. I'd read that thing from front to cover. The fall preview issue of the TV guy was my favorite thing. I have a whole bunch of them still in my house. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I kept them. For years, and I would use them. I used to do a show, the Dave Juskow Sound and Light Show, where I would show the cover of the like some of the old shows and what happened to them, and then tell funny jokes about them that I had people write because I'm not a good writer. Are you a um, hoarder, Dave? 
when it comes to something like this, okay. uh, normally I'm not. However, um, my cleaning lady put my cat in the closet where they all were, and she scratched them all up because she couldn't. I can't blame. Her. I mean, it's a sad story, but it's also an okay story. And because uh, there's, uh, you know, she didn't know she was in there. She didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> she had it hid because of the vacuum cleaner. Closed the closet door, and she couldn't get out. And I came home. I, she usually comes to visit me, and she's me. I hear meowing, meowing. I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? I open the closet door, and they're <laughs> and then, you know, jumping out. And uh, then they were all ripped up. So, but it's okay. I can. I. I don't mind anymore because that's why I don't need to hoard her. I can throw out everything, and I can find it all on eBay because there's plenty of people like me. And the amazing thing is, the TV schedule is new, and it comes out every year, so you get exactly. to start over. Yeah, but some of that old stuff is. But they don't do the TV guy the way they used to. That's why I like that old book. Anyway, I'm fascinated with scheduling. And, and new programming and stuff. When I, again, when I was a kid, there used to be, there was a comic, his name was Alan King. He was amazing. He was a legendary comic. And he used to have a TV show called Alan King's Final Warning. And it was an hour-long comedy special with skits and all that kind of nonsense. And then at the end, he would always do the last 10 minutes would be the, the television network. He thought television networks were out of their mind. So back then, there were only three networks. And by the way, now that I'm old, I am going to start many sentences with back then. Uh, I apologize already. Um, but, you know, he had ABC, a board with ABC, CBS, and NBC on it. And he would just go through all the shows. And he would just say, now CBS had a show called Ball Four. It was about a baseball show. And then he would take the, the Ball Four off the... Uh, the, off the, the board easel, yeah, right yeah. off the board and throw it he goes now ball four took a walk you know, we had funny <laughs> things to say and as a kid I was like ah ball four took a walk I get it I get it so it was fantastic so Jack and I are going to do this uh, at least for the first seven days we're going to go each day just the way the the fall preview of the TV guide used to go we're going to go each day uh, taking Sunday first, and in week seven, we'll be on Saturday, which is really kind of useless. And being that it's uh, we're, we're past 1990, Fox is going to be part of our... Uh... <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we, we have ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, and uh, uh, CW. Uh, although I don't see CW. Oh, I think CW doesn't have programming on uh, Sunday nights. Uh, no, they don't. Yeah, so that's a, that's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> CW. So they usually we will have the CW on, yes. and uh, but this time we do not. Now, got the big. Four. Okay, let's let's take a look. Should we look at last year's first? And yeah, see what I happened? think that's the way to go. All right, we're going to go with last year's first. Now, here's what happened. Now on ABC, their lineup was on Sunday nights, America's Funniest Home Videos, which is unbelievable. That what is that in its fiftieth season? And, and who, who's the host now? Bergeron? I have no idea. I believe it's Tom Bergeron. Is it? Berger. The, the guy from Dancing with the Stars? He also yes, does that one? I believe That makes so. sense. He usually is an ABC guy. Yeah, that's right. And Once Upon a Time, which Jack and I love. Yes, I'm a big fan. That not only... We love that show. We love Once Upon a Time. We're very excited about it. Yes. Jack actually wrote his own version that he... As a spec script to send out uh, to others. And I read it and it was fantastic. My niece read it. Thought it was the greatest thing and had notes. And that's the real barometer. She's, she's five. <laughs> uh, no, no, but she worships that show so much. It's actually problematic. She went. She she doesn't have many friends. So she was texting one Saturday, and I'm like, "Who are you texting? You don't uh, you don't have any?" I give her a lot of crap, um, but she gives it back too. She Good. goes, "Oh, uh, maybe we could. Uh, you know, if we're all tired, we can see Dun Uncle David's act." And then <laughs> like, "Hey." So. We bust on each other. So uh, she was texting a once upon a time group. <laughs> like, Get, to, uh, uh, yeah. Like oh, a can text message. This week. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We love that show. It's about Snow White and Peter Pan and all that kind of stuff. And it's a twist on it's the guys that bought you lost. And yes. they're very good at uh, doing different things. Last season, they did this amazing thing where they made Peter Pan evil. Yeah, it was terrific. And it was terrific because it's just one of those things, if you think the show's stupid, you're like, oh, that's interesting, an evil Peter Pan. I like and it that. does, I, it took me a little while to get into it, but it's all, all of the episodes are on Netflix. And, you know, watch an episode and you'll get into it. We only had problems because the people that play Snow White and Prince Charming, which is Jennifer Goodwin, are the worst actors I may have ever seen. They're so boring. Prince Charming is anything but charming. Oh, it's so true. And now they're married in real life. They actually like get out of here. I see none of that between. They have them. no chemistry. I, that, I, I know. I, I can't explain it. I, maybe that's why they're so boring. They that when they get together. off yeah. set, they go crazy. I guess it's just like my comedy again. How funny am I at the bar before I go on? You're hilarious, hilarious. Right before you go on stage. When I'm on stage, <laughs> this is why you've never heard of me before. 
So we're looking forward to Once Upon a Time. This uh, anyway, that's still on. Oh, well, we can talk about this season. It's on again. It's very successful. They're going to use Frozen. We're a little. Div- are we divided or are we together on uh, this? I am not. I just saw Frozen Sunday. Oh, what'd you think? To make sure that I was prepared. Good. I hated it. Me too. I didn't hate it. I just. I'm like. I don't get it. And now, I, I don't know I'm hate, not an 11 year old girl. Do you hate on? Car- you don't hate on cartoons. You like cartoons. Sometimes. I do love cartoons. I so like, it wasn't because it I like was Tangled. A, it wasn't because it was a cartoon. It was, no, it had nothing to do. It with was that. I like Disney cartoons. I get them for what they were. I really like Adina Menzel. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to gay it up, I mean, I, really like, I went to see her stupid If Then show, which was a bag of crap. <laughs> and uh, I forgot I could curse on this show. I'd like to say more, but I do like Adina Menzel, but that show was nothing. So I like that song. Yes. And seeing it in context, actually, it completely worked. But that movie is not good. And everybody was like, my knees are like, it's the best cartoon I've ever seen. It's not. It's the songs, I think, that got the little girls. There's one song. That's it. Otherwise, every, there's not that many songs. They have a couple of th- things that they talk to, like. Like Henry Higgins, like in my fair, like, you know, Rex Harrison, the worst singer of all time, somehow won an Oscar for a musical. <laughs> and he would sing and talk at the same time. So he'd be like this If I could talk to the animals, learn the language, <laughs> maybe take an animal decree, I'd study elephant and eagle, buffalo and beagle, alligator, guinea pig. That's, he won an Oscar, not for that Dr. Dula, but he did the same thing in my fair. Why can't English teach that children how to speak. Norwegians learn Norwegian. They go, in France, every friend. He was like, was talking and singing. He won an Oscar. It's it's not right. Because I can do that. I'm doing it right now. Maybe you should win an Oscar. I'm doing it now. Yes, he is. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's uh, Once Upon a Time. We're getting away. Well, so, we brought up Frozen because they're going to inject Frozen into Once Upon a Time. That's right. That's right. They are going to do that. We don't know how we feel, but we'll... We'll trust the producers at this We're moment. We're going to trust them. They have not led us astray yet. Right, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Revenge, which was on at 9 o'clock, is now moving to 10 o'clock. Okay. That's my favorite thing. And the show Betrayal got canceled after one season, as we thought it might, because it's probably... That was, that was not... Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, I, I, I heard of it. I did not want to watch it. No, nobody did, apparently. <laughs> um... And show, now this is, uh, we should say, this is for the uh, fall schedule. Well, this right? was last this, year. Let's. So well, you is, know what? Maybe we should go. Maybe we should just say what's what's going on right now. I think that makes yeah, maybe sense. Maybe that makes sense. We'll, we'll dip, show. It's our we'll first dip show back if we have. Right. To. Right. All right. So what's going to happen is we got America's Funniest Home Videos still on the air. Once upon a time. Now, once upon a time does two separate seasons, which is very smart. They uh, and then they switch stories. Now more shows should do this. I'm watching Under the Dome right now, which I very much like. I didn't think I was going to, but every episode has been action-packed, and it's the best show I've seen all season of anything. Every time I think like I'm done with it and I don't want to watch it, I'm like, eh, it's kind of cool. Let's I never feel that way. It's, the second season's been better than the first. It's better than Orphan Black this year. I really, really am enjoying Be- it. I don't know better but than Orphan Black. But the best part Black. is, but. this season of Orphan Black was not good. The first season was amazing. They were both good. I didn't like it as much. Fair enough. Um... Once upon a time, you know, and, and 13 episodes is exactly what all shows should be doing. Taking a break, come back with 13 more. And they're calling it a hard winter break now, yeah. uh, Once well, Upon what, a Time. Well, Once Upon a Time, what they're doing is they have a new show. We'll, we'll talk about this later in the, you know, when it comes, because in the winter time, they're going to bring up a show called Gallivant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is a new fantasy musical, like a Knights of the Round Table, that period of time, like a Game of Thrones Musical. Is this a wet dream you had, or is this actually I on know. the schedule? It's actually this guy, Dan Fogelman, who wrote Tangled, which I liked. So oh, there you I go, Tangled. That's a great film. Um, my guess is it is going nowhere. Uh, <laughs> because it's... Uh, I, 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 we'll talk about it again when it comes up, yes. when it's time. But I'm just saying, if you look at the, the show Top Cops... <laughs> or Eli's Stone, where they have tried to infuse music. You know, I like that. I got to tell Glee you, Glee worked because Glee is gay. That it, it's true. I have to say though, you're going, you're reaching, you're going on the wayback machine a little bit. Eli Stone was a great show. No, I know I it was. I'm just saying it didn't work. It oh, I know. Only one season. That's right. I watch Elementary now because I like Johnny Lee Miller. He's great, mostly because he sings and dances. And he used to be married to Angelina Jolie. I know. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That guy might be the coolest guy of all time because used to being married to Angela Jolie is better yes. than actually being married to her, as Brad Pitt will tell you. <laughs> now, 
at nine o'clock, we have uh, Resurrection, which was a brand new show that they bought back, and they're bringing it back. I think that's with the guy from the dad from that '70s show. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. That's right. Wait, is that the show where the people are coming back? I from? think so. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, then they're going to replace that with a show called American Crime in the spring. Okay. Uh, which uh, with with Felicity Huffman. Oh. And um, so maybe that has a chance. But uh, got a little name power. Uh, all right, let's go to CBS. Now, CBS has the only show that's new coming up this fall, starting September 21st, and that is Madam Secretary. Starring the great Taya Leone. Taya Leone. Is that how you pronounce Taya? Taya. Okay. Now, we're betting on that one. Okay. okay. I like this. Now, this is, uh, I guess it's uh, about uh, She's playing a female this. secretary of state. Yeah. Right. It's supposed to be Hillary Clinton. Yeah, essentially. Right? And she's got a lot of hard-nosed decisions to make. Now, Tia Leone, as we know, has done many other shows. They've tried to find a spot for her in primetime for many years. Many a year. Yeah, I mean, I remember her in Flying Blind. Yes. was the first one where she was so hot. She was really hot. And then I remember she was doing a show called The Naked Truth, because I know because Sarah was in an episode. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize... That they did three seasons of three that. seasons of Naked Truth. So all the other stuff she did, she was in a couple episodes of Frasier, but just a couple. She's never she's never done a success. It's never worked. Well, it's funny, but I guess Naked Truth has worked of, to a degree. But she's I didn't you know realize. it's just another success. But that could have been on on that Thursday primetime. That might have been on after Seinfeld. This is all a good the, I mean, point. then you're talking about suddenly Susan lasted five seasons <laughs> because it was on between Friends and Seinfeld. You cannot count that. So the question is, can Tay Leone? Keep a show that's a good show. Remember, it's followed by The Good Wife. You were talking about you were sandwiching yourself in there yes. with what that demographic wants. I am giving it a full season, but I'm really not sure what will happen after well, that. Well, I agree with you because I don't think they're going to pull it earlier than a full season because I could be wrong. I believe they got a full season order for that in with Taya Leone. Oh, is that right? Starring, I believe so. But... Uh, there have been other shows with full season orders. Oh yeah, orders they, they that pull have been it two pulled. episodes. Absolutely, if but there's uh, low ratings, they'll pull it. They just won't air. Where do you do you think the ratings need to be high or just decent for it? I to think they stay have to be the decent. Air. So I mean, you're good, you're coming off of football and sixty minutes anyway, so it's really not. No, this is a good point. You know, that's a great point. Uh, you're you're in a good place. I let you're right. Eight o'clock for that show. That's that's a that's a great spot. Now, uh, at ten o'clock, they're moving. The original CSI. Okay. And it used to be The Mentalist. I don't know what's happening with The Mentalist. I know they were renewed. I watch that show every week. I like The Mentalist a lot. I've auditioned for The Mentalist. I, I didn't get it. Isn't it constantly on the brink? Yes, it was, but they decided to go for it, and they renewed it, and something really big happened this season where uh, you know, the characters that you were hoping to get together got together. I have not watched it, but I find that the main guy seems like an appealing guy. Yeah, I've seen better heads on a mug of beer. Hey, no, no, he's really good. He's good. I like the show. I think it's funny. I like shows like that. Let me tell you right now. I like the Lay only down, hour-long Dave. dramas I like are either superhero ones or uh, like comical ones, like comical dramas, like The Mentalist, which is a little light. I can't watch Law and Order. I do not want to see a show that's. Ripped you, from the headlines. Wait, you don't want to see something about like a raped five-year-old girl? Exactly. In a I got a problem. I read that in the paper every day. I do not want to be entertained with that when I'm be, trying to be entertained. They should just call it police blotter. It's so people love it though. I don't know why. I don't know why. Right. They should call it that. I like the mentalist where he solves crimes because he's like, you know, uh, magic. <laughs> you know, I like phony, stupid ones that always, it's a happy ending. I, think I can't help it. Were you an early edition fan back in the day? No, I didn't. <laughs> that's, I just wasn't watching hour-long shows back then. But um, let's move on to Fox that Sunday. Now, you know, Fox has also got the NFL. Yes. Now they got Bob's Burgers, which is moving to 7.30. I got to ask your opinion on Bob's Burgers. Do you have a feeling on it one way or the I other? I usually don't watch it. Either um, do I. I like the guy that created it is a friend of mine. His it seems name is like Bouchard. He okay, put yeah. me on Dr. Katz. Um, so that's where the, uh, the animation style is. Yeah, similar exactly. To Dr. Katz. Uh, my friend, uh, who's also in the football pool, by the way. Oh, no, no, he left our football pool. He wasn't in uh, Tall John. His name is John Schroeder. He writes for it. H. John Benjamin, who's my friend, is the lead. 
I like everybody that's on it. I just um, personally I just for, don't watch for it. me, I'll tell you, I, I didn't watch it because uh, Sunday nights got overloaded with animation. Well, right on Fox. So I love. I I stopped watching The Simpsons as well. Right. Um, although that marathon on FXS was fantastic. That had, to, that had to whet your appetite to watch a little bit more. Uh, You're absolutely Simpsons. right. But for some reason, for me, it's over. Uh, I still worship. My friend was telling me about the episodes, and I knew every line. You know, from two thousand, from nineteen eighty nine. Like From was, the Tracy Ullman show, yeah, you're quoting I mean, him. it was ridiculous how much I liked it. <laughs> They're moving Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is the Andy Samberg one, to yep. after to in between the Simpsons and the Family Guy. See, now that was now that's interesting. Some sweet magic. And let's throw in the fact there that that was a uh, decision where American Dad, which is still on, right, they has moved been it. moved to TBS. It's yeah. no longer a Fox property. And they kind of have uh, taken away that Sunday uh, stranglehold of McFarland. Well, it's funny how big they're trying with Brooklyn Nine. I mean, it won that uh, Golden Globe or yeah, something like that out of I nowhere. Was, I was, and it was, and should I, have been canceled. I and like Andy Samberg a lot. Andre Brower's great. Like, you know, but it, it, it's a hit or miss show for yeah, me. Yeah, but now I think, you know, you got in between The Simpsons and The Family Guy. I mean, it's you got almost, a really good deal. It's, if, it can't, if it doesn't succeed here, it's... It's now the Family garbage. Guy starts on September 28th. Yes. Do you know what's happening? Did I tell you? I do, but I'm going to let you do the, the crossover here. with it's the a, Simpsons. The best crossover. I am ever. very excited. And, this is uh, fantastic. The creators of the Simpsons said we just let them do whatever they wanted. We didn't stop them. So <laughs> see, that's what happens when you're in your 27th, 28th. I year. just got a new DVR so I can record four shows at the same time. Oh, look time at Warner you, doesn't Mr. Usually Fancy. Allow, but I have the all room one so I can record and watch anywhere. Well, I, have, I had to do it for you, this you had show. To. You had to. All right, now there's a new show coming up after The Family Guy called Mulaney. Starring the great comedian. I think I have that being canceled in three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you can look it up. Where's my uh, list? Dave saying John Mulaney's lasting three episodes. Canceled in a month. I said canceled <laughs> in a month. You might give him four episodes. John Mulaney, I don't know who it is. He apparently was a writer for Saturday Night Live. Now, you could make fun of that, but so was Conan O'Brien. He's a good-looking fellow. And he's a good-looking fellow. It also stars Nassam Pedrad, who's on Saturday Night Live. Oh, I she's think very sexy. Beautiful. And very talented. Yeah. But here's the big deal. It also stars Martin Short. Get out of he here. He got Martin Short to be in his show. Return to television. So, in a way, I have to say, uh, I don't know, but canceled. No way. <laughs> no way. I will bet. I, if there was a place to bet it, I'm betting a month. I'm telling you, I've seen this a hundred times. My favorite story, if I can tell it right now, Please. is a show called Costello with Sue Costello, who is a comic. I'm, I'm going to try and not be mean to people, but I can't help myself sometimes. I like Sue. I know her from oh, the Oh, yeah, Ar- great, Arnie great Lang girl. Show Whatever. Grow up. <laughs> anyway, the, CBS was looking for Fox. They, they were looking for shows for her because she had a show and then it didn't get her, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, I mean, I'll go in depth more to it another time. And um, she was on Fox on a show called Costello and they would made a big deal about it. Every day during football they would talk about it like Pat Summerall. I don't like, think- on an all new Costello Sue is getting to the <laughs> dentist this week. I mean it was exciting but about, build up. About what year are we talking about? Uh, I can tell you exactly or you can tell me because this is why you're on the show. Here we go. For your analyst your <laughs> analytical sports knowledge. Okay, there here we it go. is. Now now we're combining both segments. The reason why the show got cancelled is because Mark McGuire was going to beat um, Roger Maris's home run record, single season home run record. So we're talking 1998. Is that it? You know, see, that's why Jack is here. So 1998 (laughs) it is. The show is heralded. All of a sudden, it's on whatever, Wednesday, Thursday nights. All of a sudden. And this is what would happen to me if I had a show. All of a sudden, Fox airs St. Louis Cardinals games nationwide. Because Wait, he's was... going for the record. Oh, that's right. Of course. That, that is was something with... you could never see coming. Well, that's the show. If I had a show named Just Gow, I would be like, well, it's set in stone. They're announcing it. And then all of a sudden, they, they, the nation <laughs> would be watching Mets games. I don't know. My favorite team. But something would happen where, you know, David Wright is going for some crazy record. Well, and that just not to go too far into baseball, but that you had Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire right. both roided up going for the home Yeah, but run for some title. reason, they weren't airing Cubs games. No, but they were playing, but there were a lot of games between the Cardinals and Cubs going down that stretch. That's true, too. But they were airing nationwide weekdays Cardinals games. I don't know whether you have to do that now because now they have places where you can watch it. But um, yeah, how about that? 1998. Good work, Jack. 
There, see, I was um, right on. Oh, Costello, well, you were right on. He just looked it up, Costello, 1998. <laughs> but it says 1998 like it's still going. It does say like it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> what a tool. Anyway, that's, so that is Sunday night's NBC as football, as we know, and we'll see what happens after that. Now, just very quickly, um, I just want to say the stuff, the Amazing Race, which is usually on Sundays, moving to Fridays. Uh, what do you think of that for I a think reality it's always a bad show? sign. Friday is a death night. Enlisted, which was on Sundays at the beginning of the summer, moved to Fridays. And Mike Royce is trying so hard to get it on anywhere else. They're talking about you, Yahoo. That's what I heard. Yeah. Isn't He's that... out of his mind. Every time a show gets canceled of his, like Men of a Certain Age, yeah, yeah. he goes crazy. He goes, no, the fans want it. I'm telling you. It, and, and Nobody cares. You know, He should really be moving on. But he tries so desperate. And well, you know what? But you you got to respect You got to yeah. respect it. He gets so into it. That's why, well, I'm only angry because he won't let me on these shows. <laughs> I mean, he let me on Men of a Certain Age. I want to be on every show he has. I should be on these shows. We've been working together for years. You should I gave him success. his start in the business. I introduced him to Ray Romano. I said, here's a kid you're going to like. I did, we do have to life. just mention that fact that Dave is someone who has helped just numerous people I throughout his career. I can't help myself, career. though. <laughs> I'm helping Jack Pesson right now. Being a stupid pod. I mean, a wonderful... <laughs> you know, the other day when Sarah won her Emmy, I was like, well, that's great. But I've got a podcast starting. <laughs> There's a show called Believe that was on Sunday nights that they started off. That was the one, if anyone remembers, it was a little blonde girl who could control stuff and there was wind everywhere. That's all I remember. Totally canceled. Awful. <laughs> there was also a show they were uh, with a new Gillian Anderson coming back to television called Crisis. It's, oh, that's canceled. gone already, right? Totally oh, that canceled. actually, I was happy because that brought her back to Hannibal, but that's a different time. Unforgettable, which was also on Sundays. Yes. I, they're Montgomery. moving it to Fridays. They bought it back. It was canceled, and then it was bought back. I actually know a uh, writer for that show, and yeah. That... Is it Mary Lou Henner? That's the <laughs> no, one. When she was on 60 Minutes, they <laughs> thought of the idea. So, I don't know. That's basically what happened. I love when things get canceled. So, this is our predictions for Sunday. Uh, this Sunday, we say Madam Secretary uh, will last a season. Melania yes. gets canceled in a month. Yes. And that's all there really is right now on Sundays that's new. Uh, next week, when we have Mondays, we'll have more to discuss. I guess one question I have for you is uh, just to tie the two things together. Sunday nights on NBC all night, you have uh, Sunday night football. Do you think that's still going to dominate in the ratings? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, no. There's people. We'll talk about this later, but Thursday night football, yeah. which is now coming up on CBS, on CBS is scaring everybody. They've. NBC was moving the blacklist to Thursdays. They're like, let's go for it. We're taking our prime <laughs> show, fantastic. our biggest show. They got scared, and they moved it back to Mondays until football's over. Get out so of here. So football dominates everything. That'll be interesting. We live in a football world, which is why we're doing this show. And, uh, and here we are. Here we are. So anyway, tonight, uh, just we have a couple minutes left. Yeah. Um, I, Jack and I are both going, I'm hoping you're going. Yes, of course. To the big wing tasting. A wing tasting? Uh, yeah. I can't miss it. Now, my favorite thing to do this time of the year is on Monday nights to watch football and eat chicken wings. I usually go to this place called Lansdowne Road. I don't know why I'm plugging them, but they do have the best <laughs> wings in the city. I am always on the hunt for the best chicken wing. I'm on the hunt for the best chicken wing. I've been to a couple places. There's a place called the Blind Tiger. They say they have really good wings. There's a couple places that say they have good wings, and then I look at the wing Waiter, like um, I don't know if you remember Twin Peaks when oh, of Kyle McLaughlin that first episode he <laughs> takes course. a sip of the coffee and then he's wait <laughs> he's asking the waitress to wait until he gives the okay. This is what I do when I eat a chicken wing. And I either give I'm like these aren't buffalo wings. These are just some sort of sad excuse for wings. And they're like, oh, they're called buffalo wings. They might be called buffalo wings. Get me the manager now, right now. So I get very angry. I like the traditional buffalo wings because I'm from upstate. I went to college upstate when they were first making them and uh they followed me down here and the buffalo wings are supposed to be kind of battered in butter with sauce uh, the frank's hot sauce and blue cheese and celery if you're not yes. making them that way they're not buffalo wings people say blondies on the upper west side here is good wings i disagree overrated I crappy uh, atomic wings don't particularly care for no anyway the girl who's again to tie up everything because that's the kind of show this is this is what it is we don't leave any Irene, loose ends who's bringing in the pendulum in a couple of weeks yes her husband uh, used to own uh, the nightclub called the Lion's Den downtown. A oh, very that, famous yeah, great uh, spot. institution. They closed it. So he just bought a pizza place called Fiori's down on Blaker. It is, quite frankly, the best pizza I've had in New York. Mm -hmm. I 
I love it. Yep. Yeah, I'm saying no it. No bullshit. I'm You're going there. I think right. it's fantastic. All right. And I'm not just saying it because he's my friend. I really like it because then I wouldn't even have bought it up. <laughs> like if he was my friend and I hated the pizza, I would still say, I'm like, uh, I went to a place. I won't tell you the name. It's named after a, a firefighter from September 11th. He used to be a firefighter, so it's named after a guy who died in September 11th. Um, well, that's and, cool. That's uh, classy. Yeah, I don't really care for firefighters, so it's not that classy, but it's. No, no, it is. But uh, Wow. Yeah, uh, Ending on a bang. Yeah, that's right. I went there. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. No, so anyway, now he's trying to make wings and he is looking for the perfect wing. He went to Buffalo the other day to try and see how they did it. Is there a spot? Is there like a spot that claims to have invented the wing? Yeah, it's called the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York. But it is questionable which bar did it, but it's the Anchor Bar. And uh, anyway, Jack and I were going to the wing tasting. Yes. We will tell you everything tomorrow. I couldn't be, uh, next week, yes. couldn't be more excited. Please, thank you so much for the, the initial show, the spread with Dave Juskow, my very good friend, and did your job today with the analyst, your new 1998 Jack Pesson. And we will see you next week on the spread. <laughs>